Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a show about people who have done just that. They never gave up, no matter what. And so many of my guests have survived incredible circumstances in varying forms, whether it could be extreme poverty or abuse or illness or serious depression or losses in whatever area but each one of them has had to fight to survive and each one of them has come back with a passion to help others so instead of turning inward each of my guests have taken their traumas the dramas in their life and turned them into something beneficial for others and that is what makes each guest so special and this show gives them the opportunity to share their stories and each story is unique and each story is I think really exciting and I know many of our listeners agree never ever give up hope is heard now in over 140 different countries we still maintain the number one rank on Google searches in the subject of hope and the more the older I get the more I listen to people, the more this show is on, the more I realize that hope is a key that everyone wants in their lives, a key to unlock stress and sadness and loss. And so giving them hope and encouragement is what we do, what each one of my guests shares. And so I thank my guests and of course I also thank my listeners because without you guys we wouldn't even have a show so thank you again for tuning in with me today I have Leanna Ellison she is an author of the book entitled emotions the roadmap to freedom and she's also the Australian based founder of the Institute of Empathic Leadership and an international award-winning empathic leadership coach. Now some of you may not know what that's about and this is what she is going to share with us today and I'm excited to to hear what she has to share. So welcome Leanna. Thank you so much Carol. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. So let's start with the wake-up call that you had. It was in the form of emotional and physical breakdown. 
So what can you tell us about that? What happened and when, etc.? Sure. The, um, this was uh, way back when um, I was probably in my uh, late 30s. I was in um, business, so we had um, tourism businesses that we ran and um, were on site with. And it was, it was a very stressful time. Um, we were developing them. We had young children. Um, we were living on site, so there was no getting away from the business. And I pushed myself really hard. I was a bit of a perfectionist and I wanted everything to be working really well. Um, and I never allowed myself to value anything that I felt. So I was very mind-based and I, if I started to feel overwhelmed or anything like that, I would ignore it and just keep charging on, you know, keep doing and what happened is eventually my emotions started to catch up with me. So I would have these spontaneous moments in the when I was um, serving a customer where tears would start to run down my face for no apparent reason, which was oh at the time highly embarrassing. And, um, you know, because I was uh, wanting to stay in control. And eventually, you know, as my body started to get sick, um, I was getting a lot of... Um, colds and flus and um, just chest infections and things like that and eventually my mind also started to go a bit crazy in, in regards it was just so much chatter overwhelm and I just my emotions were the main thing that just kept um, bubbling out and more sometimes more like a torrent than just a bubble but um, so that's when I started looking for help I knew something was wrong I didn't understand what was happening I thought it was normal for, for me to be um, mind-based and, you know, a, a doer. And so I went looking for help and I was lucky enough to find a, a, a doctor, a general practitioner who was also a alternative um, holistic style practitioner as well. And I got help in the form of um, going down the line of more of the alternative style modalities rather than the traditional um, psychology and that sort of thing which helped me to actually then see the whole different side of me that I did not know about so that for me was actually really exciting and um, gave me hope it gave me hope to uh, to realize that there was another part of me that I'd been ignoring that actually was a major role in my life so that gave set me on the path to where I am now in regards to how I help people. Now, are there any specific things that people need to look for before they reach that point, like trigger points or something that would say, wait, something's not happening here, right? Yes. The, I always say the body is our best barometer. Um, the body will always tell us when we're off track because it starts to will show up in disease. And um, hopefully we can actually pick that up as we become more aware before the body has to tell us. But if we get to that stage, if the body is not functioning right, then there's something else not functioning correctly in our mind or our emotions. Um, the other thing would be you have to use will or force to stay uh, what we would call uh, their normal way of being, then there's something wrong. So if you have to force yourself to try and stop your mind chatter, if you have to force yourself to not feel something, then there is something that you're missing. There is These things are sent to us as signals 
to look deeper within and to see what's going on because it's our inner self, our inner core is trying to talk to us. And if we ignore it, then it gets louder in the form of more um, stress or more um, overwhelming emotions or the body will show up with some sign of sickness. So it's always about how am I feeling right now? Am I in flow? Am I actually um, struggling or using a lot of energy to maintain what I'm doing right now? If the answer is yes, then there's something else going on. Um, and it could be actually just an easy flip to to see what that is and to then be able to be more in flow and at peace with life. So essentially what you're saying is we need to stay tuned. Absolutely. And, and All the time. these are some of the things that not only you're going to talk about today, I'm sure, but also that would be in your in your book to help people as a guide. So it's not just a... Um, memoir it's also a guide is that correct that's correct yes it's it's a lot of stories about the little different points in my life that are looking back on I could see the turning points that um, I was given the opportunity to take and some of which I didn't take um, and then gradually as life went on being able to see those opportunities to change for what they were and taking the actions to do that well, this is exciting because I know that as we all have stress in our lives from different things that happen throughout, you know, whether it's our business or our personal life. So one of the things that I read in a quote from you, and I really appreciate it, and that is, I see the overwhelm and stress that people are under. And they have, they put on their I'm okay masks. I think everyone listening has done that in one form or another. And this mask they put on just to get through their day. But you said, I know there's a better way. And I think others have probably said that too. And they want to find that better way that will feed them power rather than drain their power. So share a little bit about that. The I'm okay mask is something that we all have. It's, it's what we've been brought up to use uh, because our parents have done it or people around us have done it. So it seems quite normal. We, and for most times, we don't even know that we're doing it. It's, it's like that automatic behavior where we feel something or think something and um, get on with it. I'm okay. Let's just like carry on. And that, that mask is the thing that causes us stress. It's, it feels a relief at the time. I'm okay. I keep going. It's all right. I, I can deal with this. But it, it, that, well, what that is doing is causing an inner stress in our natural flow of our system, mentally, emotionally, physically. To be able to recognize that we're using that mask, I'm okay, is to recognize that we're not okay. And it's okay to be not okay. As soon as we res, uh, make something wrong, if we make I'm not okay wrong and we resist it, it builds in its power. Like anything we resist persists. We have to start off with basically saying I'm not okay and I need some sort of help, support or change. And that admission straight away relieves the overwhelm. 
it, it it takes away the the pressure of being a certain way that is not natural because what everything is about overwhelm is about is actually being real being natural being the the authentic self and the I'm okay mask is it's a long way from being authentic or real and that's where we need to really look at ourselves from a daily basis of what sort of mask are we putting up and what do we need to do to start looking at what it would be like without that mask? Because it's a habit and we, we enjoy having the consistency of knowing who we are. And if we take away a mask, we've got to learn who we are without that mask. And that's where I step in with people and actually gently show them who they really are and how to be without that. Um, it's like a safety mechanism. And then we are able to see it for what it is. It's not a safety place. It feels like it, but it's also a place where we're not authentic and everybody wants to be as real as they possibly can be because that's where happiness lies. One thing I would like you to clarify here, are you referring to self-talk? And the reason I'm asking that is because nobody really wants to be around another person who is having a pity party. So I, you understand what my question is, that there needs to be some clarity if, is this what we're telling ourselves or do you suggest that when someone asks us how we're doing that we just let them know how bad things really are? It's a bit of both. So it's the most important part is being honest with ourselves. Self-talk is, is the the starting point. Now, oh, yes, I agree. No one wants to be around somebody who is just knee-deep in their issues and what's really going on and projecting it in a, way, in a way of basically laying it on somebody else to look after. That no one wants that. So this is about taking self-responsibility, owning what's going on in your life and in doing that, you can choose how you want to share it. Now, I, I, I believe it's really important for people to, to be authentic in how they, they speak. So a lot of people will straight away say, how are you doing? Great, I'm doing great. In actual fact, they're not doing great. It's okay to say, I'm not doing so great, but I'm dealing with it. Good answer. Now, could you explain what the difference is between being empathic and being empathetic? And which one do we want to be? Well, neither of them are wrong. It's when we're unconscious about being um, em empathetic. Because empathetic is when we go into sympathy for people. So if somebody's telling us something that's going on in their life that is um, quite traumatic or sad or um, some sort of event that's happened, most people will go into being empathetic, which is putting themselves into the sympathy role and putting themselves into the situation with that person. So they dive in head first and imagine themselves in that situation. So they buy into it and they feel everything that the other that they would have felt if that situation had happened to them. So then they go either um, into defending or into um, attacking or victim. They go into something that's really, the, the situation's got nothing to do with them, but they're fully in there. They're um, like, like being that person. Does that make sense, Carol? 
Yes, it does, and I thank you for that clarification. So, so with so that's empathetic. So, with um, an empath, empaths are people who feel deeply, which is the ones that go into um, empathetic or sympathy. So, as an empath, now to be empathic, we have to be able to understand, feel, and um, be compassionate about what's going on, not only for ourselves but for other people, but not buy in not be the, the one to fix it or save it or change it for the other person. It's about observing what's going on, being compassionate, but not diving in and feeling everything that the other person is feeling. So as an empathic leader, we, we are the people who are able to hold the space for other people to change uh, without buying into their issues so we don't get emotionally charged by it and we're able to then as that empathic leader able to be strong in our ability to give advice or um, show how to move through it by example so we live it through what we do in our daily life. That makes a lot of sense. appreciate that. And one of the things I'd like you to define, if you would, please, and that is, first of all, what are negative emotions and why do we resist yes. and avoid feeling these? Uh, I don't believe any emotions are negative, um, but traditionally negative emotions are like the ones that we don't want to feel. So sadness, fear, anger, hate, um, rage, all of these things that people um, particularly for women, are judged by. Those emotions are a natural part of who we are, but we try to contain them, which is why I had the breakdown to start with. I wasn't allowing myself to be angry. I wasn't allowing myself to be fearful. Um, I wasn't allowing myself to feel sad. I had to be happy and you know, looking forward to what's, what's the future was, um, being able to be like a smooth emotional ride now there is no such thing as a smooth emotional ride and if we have got one then we're not actually being really true to our our emotional nature the negative emotions are very much about the um the ones that we resist we avoid them because we feel like we're a bad person if we get angry or um, we're not pumping people up or being positive in some way. Now, from my point of view, these negative emotions are absolutely vital for us to be living a very fulfilled, normal life because we need some of these emotions to drive us forward. For example, one of them being anger. Now, anger is one of those emotions that's very zingy, isn't it? It, it really gives us a bit of a We've got to get up and walk around. We can't sit still. We've, we've got to do something. Now, that anger, if we use it consciously, we can channel that into um, increasing our passion for something to um, activate our creative way of thinking and solving problems and to then be able to take new and different actions, which results in um, loving what we do or our environment. This basically, I think what you're saying is we're not allowing the negative emotions when we wear that mask. Is Absolutely. That, okay. The type of mask that we 
should wear would be one that would be what? Well, I would say we shouldn't wear any mask at all. So that means we have to be fully authentic and um, uh, real in our daily life. Now, I'm not saying we should be completely um, vulnerable and open with absolutely every person that we meet. Probably what I should clarify is I don't think we should wear any mask unconsciously because there are times when we can be in our inner circle, like in our, our close friends and family where we are understood and accepted fully as we are, then we can be completely authentic and real. There are times, obviously, when we're in a work situation where we need to actually be a certain way, but we have to be able to choose it consciously, not an automatic. So automatic masks are no good. Chosen masks that work for us, um, that are completely conscious, that don't hold down our natural way of being, are fine. Thank you for that clarification. I really appreciate that because I think that maybe if I was thinking that possibly someone else might have been as well. So thank you. Mm. Now, what is a good way or a better way to relate to these emotions as they come up and how can we actually use them to empower us? Well, we have to understand where they're coming from to start with. Um, Like if anger or fear is coming up, we have to know what it is that's triggering it. What are the triggers? So it could be that somebody has said something to us in regards to, um, or maybe they've said, you're not successful, but I I am financially. That might have been a trigger that would bring up hurt or anger. Now, we have to know where that came from and take responsibility for our own feelings. That way, if once we figure out where it's come from, we understand it, we learn from that, Because everything that happens in our life is a life lesson. Every problem is actually our purpose. And that is there to teach us how to be more authentic, to be the best version of who we are. And life is really about learning how to be ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves. That allows us to then be as real as possible so that life can be more in flow, more natural and we can accept ourselves in who we are in that natural flow and being able to do that gives us a lot more um, let's call it life force because we're not using our energy to, to hold on to a mask making ourselves be something that is not natural for us to be so it's all about learning who you truly are and then being able to choose the aspect of yourself, the characteristic of yourself that you want to use from moment to moment. So what's the upside as far as the ultimate results of doing this, this kind of practice? Sure. So the the results of of, um, becoming self-aware is that we get to live the life that we are meant to live, that, that we're truly meant to, to pursue. And when I had my breakdown in that, that was the point where I realised what my mission was in life and to how to help people who basically are feeling-based people, right? who are feeling-based, who are trying to just live life from our mind and our decisions from our mind. But in actual fact, we are very emotionally um, sensitive. The the benefit of learning about this and actually being that emotionally sensitive person is we get to feel 
more of life. We get to feel the the ups and downs, but also the the joys. Now, if we're trying to numb ourselves down, we don't have like the intense joys, and we don't have the anger. But if we don't have the anger, we don't get the joy. So it's life is never meant to be a flat line. Life is meant to be a wave, and we ride the wave of our emotions to actually help drive us towards our purpose. Our purpose is something that comes from inside of us, and it comes from a place in our heart that contains emotion. So we have to be able to connect with our emotional self to be fully on purpose, to be fully passionate, and to be actually achieving our mission in life, whatever that may be. Life is not meant to be a flat line, but a wave. I really like that. That's excellent. Therefore, if you catch the wave correctly, you can have a long ride and it's on top of the wave. But if we don't know how to surf, then we can get dumped on quite quickly by the wave and we've got to start all over again. So that's why we have to do this work to learn how to surf those waves of emotion. Do you do coaching sessions? And if so, are they strictly one-on-one or do you do um, online coaching? Or Sure, I do online coaching. Um, because I work with people all over the world and I do um, one-on-one sessions and I do programs. So there's a variety of different ways of, of working with me and um, a lot of that can be found on, on my website. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Now the name of your book is Emotions, The Roadmap to Freedom. And I like what you said here. It says it's a memoir of life learnings and how you liberated yourself from expectations, emotional repression, and heartbreak to find emotional freedom, happiness, and the unfolding of your life purpose and partnership. The, the book is a story of basically from zero to now in, in my, my life story, and it was put together to basically track the different points in my life where I became aware of different aspects of who I was um, when they were suppressed by normal life and um, our um, family environment. It's, it's just normal for children, which is unfortunate, but it, in, particularly in, in my generation where we expectations of our families around us moulded us quite, quite a bit. So we lose that spontaneity of a child that is very natural. So the story just shows that progression of the different points of that showed how I was as a person emotionally uh, and, and mentally and how that changed into being the businesswoman that I was uh, unconsciously and how the breakdown um, gave me the keys that I needed to find a different way and a different path that is continuing now in my growth. I, I don't believe per, people ever stop growing and learning about themselves. That's what we're here for. Um, that's what life is about. And um, if we stop learning and growing and changing, then we, we're missing the purpose of life. So this, the book is about that and how I made those steps, the realizations that came forward and the help that I got along the way. What, if anything, does humor play? in this process i think our ability to laugh at our uh, ability to sabotage ourselves is vital <laughs> because 
if we have the ability to laugh at the fact that we're doing something that we've always done that we've decided that we don't want to do anymore um, it, it stops us from being feeling guilty we're very automatic for a lot of people to automate to just go into guilt when they do something they've said I'm not going to do that anymore uh, or I'm I'm going to go exercising every day and you get to the end of the day and realize you haven't done it the ability to laugh at that and to make a different choice the next day is absolutely vital because otherwise so many people go into guilt and shame and that that just makes another weight to carry around which makes it even harder then to go out and exercise. I like what you that you brought in guilt and shame because I think that's what a lot of people do deal with in this kind of situation. Now regarding your coaching, is it like a course? What do you offer there? On my website, there's an automatic link to my calendar where people can book a free 15-minute chat. And I believe that it's always better to have a, um, a chat over the phone or over Skype or whatever it might be to really connect in and see what, what is going on for that person and to see if we resonate well together. Saying that, you know, I can help absolutely everybody because it really depends on what they want. So a free 15-minute chat is always vital. And from there, we go into either um, monthly coaching, which is all done um, online. And I do have a, a, a 12-week program called the Breakthrough Program, Emotional Mastery Breakthrough Program. And that's, that's where we are working intensively together and making big changes really fast. And that is um, a life-changing program. Big changes really fast is a key, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Everybody wants that, right? That instant gratification. So, Yeah, and it's actually possible because the techniques and things that I use are so easy to use and they're the things that I teach people to use in their life ongoing. So the changes can happen very, very quickly. Why don't you maybe give us a little summary of what you offer and whatever else you would like to share? The, the way that I work with people is very experiential. That means if it's experiential, they can't not do it. Um, a lot of people work from the mind and they've got to use their, just their mind to make changes in life. I use the mind and the emotions and the body. And in that deeper experience of change, it sticks. It's not like a fleeting mind thought. It's it's a in-body experience. And that in itself is life-changing for everybody because it's, it's like any sort of experience that you have. You remember it, you feel it, you feel the reaction to it in your body. If people try to make a change just in their mind it's it's way too surface so in, in the coaching and everything that I offer it's very simple processes that um, involve those three aspects of ourselves so that people can use it again so the tools that I teach which take like two minutes a day are tools that can be used at any time when people go into a trigger of some, something that's happened and an old emotion or an old thought or an old reaction happens, you go, right, I just need to do this particular exercise and um, I can understand it, learn from it and move on. So it's not about getting rid of anything that's in you in regards to your emotions or your experiences or um, thoughts. It's about using them 
to move forward using the power of them because overwhelm has a huge power to it because it's such a heavy weight. So if we turn that around and use it, we've got so much more energy to make changes in our lives. So I get really excited about showing people how to do that and the way that I use the um, the coaching is to teach them these processes, show them how it works in a daily life and then to be able to action new action. So it's not just about let's learn what's going on. It's about how we use that then to make a definite change right now. That's an excellent way to summarize it. And the key that I appreciate it is how to use everything, the positives and the negatives that I know that a lot of people are going to relate to that. So I really thank you for that. The people around us in regards to and being an example of what's possible. Being an example of what's possible. That's an excellent way of saying it. Thank you. And I know that there are many people who are listening that are definitely going to want to not only get in touch with you, but buy your book and all of those links will be available on the show notes. Again, the name of the book is Emotions, The Roadmap to Freedom. And your website link was? Uh, Liana Allison, so L-I-A-N-A-A-L-L-I-S-O-N.com.au. That sounds very easy. And yes, you're in Australia. I am, yes, which is fantastic. But, you know, it's amazing how many international clients I've got. So thank Thank you again, Leanna, for coming on to Never Ever Give Up Hope. And that's exactly what you did, was you gave us hope and you gave us encouragement. And I appreciate everything that you shared. Thank you so much, Carol. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.